0: Barbara Peterson was content to follow Jesus wherever he took her. So when her friendship with Dennis Rainey progressed, she asked, what does God want me to do? God doesn't give you multiple choices.
1: He has a will, he has a plan, he has something that he's trying to accomplish in your life. And after I got over the shock, it made sense. Yes, God has a plan and either Dennis is what God has for me or he's not.
0: We'll hear about their courtship and engagement today. Welcome to the Barbara Rainey Podcast, dedicated to helping you be changed by Jesus, which will in turn transform your home. Thanks for listening. I don't know about you, but I always love hearing about how God brings couples together. He truly does move in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. And Dennis and Barbara Rainey are no exception. In September of 2022, they'll celebrate their 50th anniversary. I'll let you know how you can wish them a happy anniversary in a few minutes. But how did it all kick off? That's what we'll hear today. Barbara's personal relationship with Jesus began in her years as a college student. Her faith meant she was pursuing the Lord with all her heart. And she was content not to marry if that's what God wanted for her. At the core, she knew that questions about marriage, family, career, or whatever, had to flow from the center, the hub, if you will, of how her life could be useful to God in his kingdom.
1: And that's a good way to put it, that Christ needs to be the hub of our life. And he told his disciples and therefore us, he said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He challenged those men who followed him to be disciples. And when you're a disciple, you do what the teacher does. And so in my college experience, it was really pivotal for me to understand that my life belonged to the king. Um, my life had been redeemed I had been changed I'd been transformed and he was the one who owned me I didn't own myself and so even though I certainly didn't do it perfectly I made lots of mistakes because I was young like a child and I was green but at the core I understood that doing life the way he designed life to be lived was the best
0: road to follow As Pastor Tommy Nelson from Denton Bible Church in Denton, Texas, tells Singles.
2: Whenever you pick a mate, here's the way you do it. You run as fast as you can for Jesus Christ. Commit your life to Him, love Him, sell out to Him, devoted to Him, and you run as fast as you can. And you look on your right and left and see who's running the same speed. And you just wait out. (laughs) And if they stay up with you after a
0: while, you say, come on over, and you run together.
2: That's the way you get married.
0: For Barbara, her second look came in the summer of 1972. She was busy helping with logistics for Explo 72, an evangelistic conference that some referred to as the Christian Woodstock. And it happened that her college friend, Dennis Rainey, was helping too. His job was to coordinate the busing of high schoolers to Explo 72.
2: 40,000 high school kids.
0: Keep in mind, he was only 22 years old not that long out of high school himself.
2: Parents, if they'd have known what was going on, would have been terribly frightened. But yes, that was the summer when both of us were running in the same direction and we both kind of looked out of the corner of our eyes. And uh, uh, well,
1: it started because when I moved to Dallas, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know how to get around the city. I'd never been there. And so Dennis offered very kindly and graciously to show me around. And he said, I will pick you up and take you to work because we were working in the same building.
2: I have to admit, when um, she showed up at the office that I was working in, all of a sudden I noticed her not as a friend, but it was like, wow. I remember the dress she was wearing, and it was like, I need to help her around the city. (laughs) Keep from getting lost here. This This just makes real good sense to a single man.
1: We had been such good friends, and I had decided that he was a good friend. In fact, I considered him one of my very best friends and I kinda liked it that way. And so I wasn't really interested in it being anything other than friendship because it was real comfortable, predictable, and safe as a friendship.
0: Unaware of Barbara's we're just friends mindset, Dennis mustered up his courage and made his move in the parking lot of a Dallas mall. He did,
1: he did. We were walking, it was nine o'clock at night, the stores were closed, we were looking in the windows. The sun
2: was going down little soft June breeze.
1: Yeah. It was June, too. It was. <laughs> and he reached over and he took my hand, and I thought, uh-oh. This isn't a move friends make with friends. So what am I going to do about this? And I thought about it for about 60 seconds, and I thought, I really like him as my friend, and I don't want to mess up this friendship. And I thought, if I tell him I don't like him holding my hand, he he's going to think I'm crazy. And then I thought, if he thinks I'm crazy... I don't really care because I don't want to mess up the friendship, and it's not worth it if he doesn't respect what I think.
0: Barbara's response to this bold and brash move on Dennis's part wasn't exactly a melting heart. I just said, why did you do that? We're really good
1: friends, and friends don't hold hands, so why did you hold my hand?
2: And so... Being the man of God that I was and ready for a DTR, for those of you who don't know what a DTR is, that's define the relationship, I was stunned. I did not know what to say. I didn't have an answer for her question, at least at that moment. And so I dropped her hand right there in the parking lot.
1: Yes, it was awkward. Yeah, it was really awkward. We
2: continued over 55 days to, uh, for me to show her around town, how to get around town, because she still needed help. 52 out of those 55 days.
1: But he he didn't ridicule me or make fun of me or or act in any way like what I said was really stupid. And he asked me if I he could pick me up the next day, and I said, sure. Because I really, really respected him. I really liked him as a friend, and I really wanted to keep the relationship. I just didn't want to muddy it up with the romance
2: stuff. And I wanted to honor her boundaries.
0: Okay, so I'll admit, maybe the music and my narration makes the telling of that moment more dramatic than it actually was.
2: truthfully we were just walking across the the parking lot it was a nice romantic evening and i just kind of reached over to hold her hand and you know i wasn't trying to put a move on her or anything it was just a gesture so when she pushed back it was like i am going to honor her wishes at which point i didn't hold her hand until we were virtually engaged
1: We just continued to hang out, which is, was just fine with me, and he seemed to be happy with it too. So we just did. We, he continued to pick me up. We went to the office. We went through the conference. We spent a lot of time together. I mean, we ate all our meals together. He'd come over to the apartment where I was living in the evenings. We spent weekends together. We well, just,
2: well, I'd, we were stay, together a I'd lot. stay at uh, her apartment. We'd sit out on the steps and talk at night until two. I mean. It was just one of those deals where we couldn't get enough of each other and getting to know each other and what was going on and talking about life together, and about what we were learning uh, about Jesus Christ and the mission we were on. We were all about a hundred thousand high school students, college students, and laymen from all over the United States coming to the Cotton Bowl, and then uh, you know close to a million hearing Johnny Cash and Billy Graham and in a major uh, kind of a festival. So we were. We were into the moment, and we were on a mission as a
0: couple. Romantic feelings were still a long ways off for Barbara, but she says their relationship was developing in some healthy ways. I got to know him, he got to know me, and I,
1: my respect and admiration for him as a person and his values and his standards continued to grow, and I assume it was mutual with me because we got to know each other without all the baggage that comes with, with the physical involvement in a guy-girl relationship. I didn't start having feelings for him until we were talking marriage. And the reason is because I was thinking this was going to take a long time. We were having fun together. We were talking about me coming to visit him at Thanksgiving and doing some things together in six months. Because I was living in South Carolina and he was living in Denver. And so we were talking about plans for spending more time together. And then... In late July that summer, we were both in mutual friends weddings. I was a bridesmaid, he was a groomsman. We were both in this wedding that was in the evening. And that afternoon before the wedding, a good friend of ours named Don Meredith, who was our director when we were students on campus and his wife Sally were at the wedding. And Don said to Dennis, I'd like to sit down and meet with you and Barbara and have a conversation. And Dennis must have said yes, because the next thing I know, he's picking me up and we're going to drive over to Don's hotel room. And we went in to have a conversation with Don.
2: And we should say that Don's wife, Sally, is the woman who had led Barbara to Christ when Barbara was a sophomore at the University of Arkansas.
1: So we showed up at the hotel room and we went in and sat down in the two little dinky chairs in this dark dimly lit hotel room <laughs> and Don sat on the bed and he promptly said at the very beginning he said well you two sure have been spending a lot of time together and um you know people are talking and he said um I think I think you're both old enough and mature enough that you need to decide whether or not it's God's will for you to be married or not I absolutely could have gone through the floor I was speechless. I was shocked. I just, I'd never in a million years expected that to come out of his mouth. Now, if I'd thought about it, I probably could have figured it out, but I didn't think about it.
2: We were not dating. No, we were not dating. We were not dating in the, in defined terms. right? Where, we're, where two people have sat down and go, you're mine, I'm yours.
1: We're boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah, right? We're, There's we're nobody else, right? It,
2: it, it was all back to the parking lot in North Park Shopping Center in Dallas, Texas. This is a friendship that is being fully developed.
0: What Don said stirred something in Dennis.
2: I remember it being a little bit like a challenge. And that may sound kind of strange to our listeners, but I remember it being, you know, I think he's right. Uh, you can't just spend time indefinitely with each other. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to explore. But
1: you were were surprised, though. I was surprised. You didn't know it was coming. No,
2: I I didn't know it was coming, and I I didn't say, yeah, way to go, anything like that. Uh, What I had no way of anticipating was how quickly the ball would start rolling as a result of that challenge being laid out and how fast this whole idea would pick up steam.
1: We sat and listened to his little speech about marriage and God's will and all that stuff. And we left and we went and got ready for the wedding. We did the wedding, did the reception. And afterwards, we got in a car and talked. And we talked for about two or three hours, probably midnight or after, I don't know, we talked about it. And we decided that night that what what Don said made sense. Well, yeah, obviously it either is or isn't God's will. God doesn't give you multiple choices. He has a will, he has a plan, he has something that he's trying to accomplish in your life. And yeah, and after I got over the shock, it made sense. Yes, God has a plan, and either Dennis is what God has for me or he's not. And it made sense to go ahead and decide. And if he's not God's will, then we shouldn't be spending so much time together. And within days, Dennis proposed. I said yes. Because I had prayed, we decided we were gonna pray about it for a week and it didn't take me a week. It took me about two and a half, well, maybe two days. Didn't take that long because I just prayed and I said, all right God, you have a will and if this is your will for me to marry Dennis, then I need you to show me because when he calls and asks, I need an answer.
2: Ours was not a romantic relationship.
1: At the beginning.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, truthfully, feelings, are are not a good foundation. Uh they're the quicksand of a relationship because they come and go. And so, had we enjoyed each other as friends? Yes. Had we had a great time together? Absolutely. I mean, that's how we ended up where we were. And and yet when it came time to look at marriage, it was not a decision based upon emotions. It was a decision based upon two individuals who who were contemplating what does God want? What's he up to? Is he bringing us more together or moving us more apart? Are are there any counselors in our lives who would advise us against this relationship? And there were none. So it was like, wow, yeah. And so I call her up at 2 a.m. My time. Her time in South Carolina. She says yes. I wire a dozen roses that arrive the next morning, make sure she wasn't asleep when she said (laughs) yes. And uh, we were married six weeks later.
1: Now, people look at us when we tell this story like we must be from another planet. But once the subject was broached, that night that Dennis and I stayed up and talked, I think we started having feelings for each other then. The next morning we went to church and before I flew out, he handed me this little note, folded up in the envelope, the little offering envelope. And he said, don't open it until you're on the plane. And so I waited until I got up, you know, and I was looking out the window at the clouds and I opened the little envelope and it said, I love you. And it was like, oh. You know, so it was, so it does, It even though it sounds very factual, and it was, and it was very faith-based, once we entertained the idea that this was of God, it, the, the feelings came.
2: If you've got two people, uh, a man and a woman, who are sold out to Jesus Christ, they have settled the issue of who the master is, who owns their lives. Secondly, they know where they're headed and are committed to him in going there. And I'm not saying you have to be in the ministry to determine that. I I think there's a lot of people God calls to be in business and to be in in education and lots of vocations. I think if you've settled the issue of master and mission, then um, it goes a long ways to helping solidify the last M, which is your mate.
0: And that's where the lessons from Dennis and Barbara's early years can find their application to the rest of us. Get those three Ms in order. First, master and mission, then worry about mate. Now, it could be that you're already married and you're thinking, well, I sure messed that up. When we got together, we were trying to be our own masters and our mission was pretty self-centered. Is it too late for me? And the answer is, of course not. As long as you're still alive, it's not too late to turn away from self and to Jesus. Confess to Him the mess you've made of things, and ask Him to help you follow Him, obey Him, and live intentionally for Him. He will be faithful to enable you with the grace and strength that you need. I wanted to let you know about a special book where Dennis and Barbara go into more detail about their early years together. The title is Our Story, and it's something they wanted to bless their children and grandchildren with. And you will mail you a copy of their book as long as supplies last for a donation of $50 or more. This book also has a list of 50 lessons they've learned after 50 years of marriage. To make your donation and request your book, just head to everthinehome.com slash our story. That's everthinehome.com slash our story. All the details are there. Also, their 50th anniversary is next week. So if you'd like to wish Dennis and Barbara a happy anniversary, you can do that at this special page. It's everthinehome.com 50 feedback. That's five zero feedback. Why don't you leave a note of congratulations or well wishes? Better yet, if there's something specific that you remember Dennis or Barbara saying that encouraged or helped you in your marriage or your walk with God, would you let them know? Again, you can head over to everthinehome.com slash five zero feedback and leave a note of appreciation or congratulations. That's all for today. I'm Samantha Laux, thanking you for listening today and inviting you back for the Barbara Rainey podcast from Ever Thine Home.